Hi, everybody. My name is Emily, host of the Fuel Your Freedom podcast. In the health and fitness space, there can be so many rules, recommendations, and oftentimes restrictions. On this show, we talk all things freedom. Whether you've been training for years or are looking to take the first steps in your health and fitness journey, this show will fuel your body, mind, and soul to break free from what you've heard in the past and find your version of health and fitness, the one that works for you. Now let's fuel our freedom. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Feel Your Freedom podcast. My name is Emily, and I am your host. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in this week. Episode 19, we're almost at 20 episodes, which is kind of crazy. Um, 2021, right, is kind of like halfway of a year, and that's kind of weird to think about um, that we've we've had this many episodes. So, as always, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining me weekly. Thank you for listening to these episodes. If you would like to support the show and it does come up in conversation, share with a friend, family member, etc. If there's stuff you really resonate with, I would greatly love to hear it. If there's episodes that you want to hear me talk about, you can go ahead and reach out on any of my social media. So Facebook and Instagram, where I am most active, uh, is at Coach Emily Meyer. You can reach out and let me know what you might want to hear me talk about or questions that you have, etc. I'd love to do like a Q&A podcast. Um, but I need some questions first. So we'll go from there. Anyway, today we're talking about building the base. And we're going to talk about the base of fitness, nutrition, habits, lifestyle change, etc. It really all applies here. Now, I do want to make a caveat. This applies to everybody. So whether you are a new trainee, someone who has been training for a while, someone just looking to explore a new habit or area of your training, this episode will apply to you in any way you choose to take it. So don't click out quite yet if you think you've been training for a while and you think "Mm, she's just going to talk about building the fundamentals. That is simply not true stay tuned in. You might learn a thing or two. So at Unity, we work with people through all types of goals, right? We have people who run, bike, swim, all three. We have people who compete in powerlifting and other strength-based competitions. We work with student athletes from basketball, track, volleyball, golf, and a variety of other sports. We have people who want to lose weight, gain muscle, get strong, and everything in between right? We have a wide variety of goals and we have people who change their goals as they join us, right? They might join for a weight loss goal, but then they discover, hey, I really want to go do this crazy hike or trip with my family and we're going to be walking a lot. We have all sorts of people, but not to spoil the surprise, they all start at the same place. Members who have been at Unity for the six years it's been open, come back to the same place roughly, roughly every 60 weeks or so, um, depending on depending on kind of their program and their necessity, right? We, we aren't a one-size-fits-all approach, as you may imagine, hearing all the different people that we work with. But what is this place, you may ask? It's the reset phase. Yep, every single person does the same or similar first phase with us. Not a single person is exempt. 
Of course, with all programming, it's going to be very personalized to their goals and movement abilities, past history with exercise, etc. For example, someone who's coming in to lose weight, we're not going to prioritize jumping as a movement in their program. But for our basketball athletes, you best believe that jumping and or prerequisites to jumping is going to be in that first phase. We need to prepare them for what they're going to do. But for the first phase, all people start with a reset that includes the fundamentals, right? Every 60-ish weeks, current members come back to a more advanced version of this reset phase. I would argue this is one of the most important and even transformative phases that we have. For new members, it builds confidence in movement, allows people to check in with their body, and introduces training in a way that meets them where they're at, instead of forcing them into the same version of a program of someone who might have been training for years. Right? All different things. We're going to talk through these. First, we'll talk about confidence. The gym can be an intimidating place. Right? I really wish that wasn't so, and I think at Unity we do a great job of kind of combating that and not having that be the case, but it can be for a lot of people. Starting slow and with exercises that you can be successful at is massive. Social media can portray the idea that all of these exercises have to use three implements, involve the entire body, multiple mini bands and booty bands and resistance bands, this and that are all a must, right? I, I digress. I got off a little tangent there. Makes me mad. Anyway, the point is the picture of what fitness is on social media and mainstream media isn't always effective or efficient to what fitness looks like in practice, especially at Unity. Peeling back the facade that the internet portrays can be an empowering to a person, especially if they're brand new to working out, right? They have this idea in their mind, and we've seen it time and time again as new members join in. I've seen it in the past at gyms outside of Unity as well, where people have this idea of what fitness looks like, and we might break that down. We might say, hey, it actually doesn't look like that here. I train differently, or we at Unity train differently where I'm at now, like I said, this happened plenty of times uh, in the past where we kind of break it down. We go back to those basics, those efficient and yet effective movements that aren't crazy complicated. Second, the average person isn't always in tune with how their body's feeling throughout the day and the proprioception or that awareness of where your body is in space can sometimes be lacking. Starting with these simple movements puts participants in positions where they can feel which muscles should work during said movement. It takes out the guesswork that can come with adding multiple implements and combination movements and all sorts of things. Now, while these come later, often we don't utilize them as much in these reset phases. The reset is really a time for the participant to check in with their body feel how it is working right now, kind of what it looks like to do certain movements. And if it's their second time through coming back to a more progressed phase here in our in our reset phase, they might see new things and see that progress that they've made if they can remember back to about a year ago when they had a similar exercise. Finally, and I think most importantly, it meets you where you're at. Whatever the fitness level of the individual, the reset phase allows us to see what their movement capabilities are. Yes, of course, we do some movement screening and testing before members even really pick up a weight, 
but seeing the body in action provides even more information. Meeting a person where they're at with variations of exercises that they can perform is crucial to their success in future goals, right? We're going to get a little bit into that later, so I'm going to pause on that thought. These same three benefits are found in members who've been training for years with us. I've alluded to this before. They should already build the confidence, but a revisit to the basics is never a bad idea. They can tune back in with their body and how it feels in the more fundamental positions. They can lift more weight in the positions compared to those exercises they may have seen previously. They can dial in on form before progressing to heavier weights. They can lift heavier weights simply because we're not doing an intense variation. We're not changing their body positioning. So they may be able to get in and get a little bit heavier weight uh, in their hands. This reset phase once again meets them where they're at, 60 weeks following the initial phase, with tougher progressions and those heavier weights. But beyond that, there's one reason that stands out equally as important to the previous three. The reset phase continues to build a wider base. When we're looking at a training period, pyramid, excuse me, this reset phase is the bottom level. It's the foundation on which we build the rest of our training programs for the subsequent phases. For the new trainee, this is arguably more important for than for someone who's been training for years. But an exception or a big kind of caveat to this rule would be someone who didn't take their time to build the base when they started training. They just hopped in on one of those second, third, fourth tiers, and they don't have that base built underneath them. Because when we have a pyramid, the top can only be as tall as the base allows it to be. If the base is small, we'll have a short pyramid. We might only be able to get two or three levels. But if the base is wide, the pyramid can grow to immense heights. The reset phase builds or adds to this base, right? So it allows us to widen out that base. We build those fundamentals on which we can build a taller pyramid. We might be able to tackle more advanced goals at the top as we take the time to build or add to that base. So this is why it's important for, yes, the new trainee, right? But each year when we revisit that reset phase, we're further transforming and adding to the fitness, the base of fitness that we have to pull from throughout the rest of the year. You might have a goal. Actually, I'll use myself as an example here. Last year, I started trail running. I had never trail ran before. Of course, I've hiked and things like that, but running the trails is a little bit different than hike, a lot of bit different than hiking the trails, right? It's faster. It's more complex. There's a little bit more uh, impact and deceleration work that needs to happen. And as I kind of got into it last year, though, I never ran a race with everything that was going on in the world and all the races being canceled. I took the time to truly build my base of trail running, right? I built up my trail feet, my trail ankles, my trail knees, hips, etc. And I found this year in my first couple of runs, I feel really good. I dedicated some of my off season, a lot of my off season with the big goal of finishing a race this year and actually running one. I really put in work on deceleration and single leg training and instability and really perfecting how my body best feels, fueling and all sorts of things. I took a year to really widen my base. Now, 
I should caveat and say that's probably not by choice. If I would have had my way, I would have ran a race last year. But now that I didn't, though for very frustrating at the time, I'm extremely grateful that I did have the time to prepare, to run the hills, the trails, etc., to run without a deadline, to feel how it feels to run, feel how it feels to complete big miles on the trails. And I think that's only setting me up for success. Like I said, I just kind of started my first couple, but my first trail run out this year, I was able to do almost double the miles of my first one last year. Um, and, and part of that is just because I knew what I was getting myself into. And But a big part of that is because I have built such a wide base to pull from that, I mean, as long as I keep building that base wide, I see no reason why I can't continue to grow tall uh, in my pyramid of fitness, if you will. Right. So that's kind of a personal example that I can speak on, but it goes for a lot of people, a lot of members at Unity. I can say the same thing about them. Um, Obviously, I can't share specifics uh, because they are confidential and they are members, but I know a lot of people in similar situations, whether they've, you know, decreased mile times and they've put heavier weights on the bar and conquered weights on a bar that had previously injured them, which is super cool to see um, from from my perspective as well. And, and I truly don't think, and I know actually, they wouldn't have done it if we didn't have that wide base, that time of pulling back, of building a wider base so that we can build a taller pyramid. And over the years, I know that those same people and myself included are simply going to be able to continue to add to that wide base we've already built. And again, there's there's no limit to how tall we can then build our pyramid, right? Oh, kind of riffed there for a little bit. Anyway, so the bottom line is take time to master the basics, to build a wide base, revisit those basics, hone in on them, give yourself those reset phases. They're just important. We'll talk about rest uh, in a future episode. I don't think I've covered one on that. That's a good one. We'll talk about time off and rest and resets and um, deload phases, right? But you might shock yourself at how tall you can build your pyramid when you take time to widen that base. This brings us to our empowered action for this week. Do you have the base you need to reach your goals you want to achieve? If you're not there yet, have you taken the time to build the base you'll need? If not, do you have a plan to add to your existing base before you need to utilize it? If you're brand new and never trained before, take time to build your base. I know it's tempting to rush into the flashy exercises, complex programs, and variations of exercises that are shown on social media, but don't do it. Meet where you're, yourself where you're at and start slow. Build the base from which you can grow for years to come. You will not regret this decision. I cannot stress this enough. It's something that I wish I knew earlier on in my fitness journey. Take the time now or you will have to take the time later, right? There is no other way around it. Every single person needs this base if they want to grow a tall pyramid in the health and fitness space. That's all we have for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode number 19. As always, if you found this episode helpful 
and you know someone that might enjoy it, go ahead and share. If it comes up in conversation, share there as well. I'd very much appreciate it. It does help us to grow and reach more people with this fuel your freedom message. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be doing a mastering meal prep episode. I already know what we're doing next week. So a little sneak peek if you're still listening in this last little bit here. So stay tuned for that. Oop, I just hit my microphone. And with that, I think it's time for me to sign off. I'll catch you next week for mastering meal prep. Bye everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fuel Your Freedom. Remember, this show is all about action. Now it's time to take what you've learned and implement it into your health and fitness journey or even just your life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want more, don't forget to follow me on all my social media platforms at Coach Emily Meyer and the podcast on Instagram at Fuel Your Freedom Podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll chat with you next time.